ages past, in a world called Spanth, the land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... Of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. Yeah, baby. Dragons Adventure, and according to top fake scientists, the only known cure for coronavirus. My name is Jamie. I am your host and game master. To my left, we have Doctor <laughs> Justice Donatello Whiskers. Professor Rodri Wilder Swimfins. Mr. Groven Dornapple. Maestro Galavin Aurelis. Ooh, nice. And uh, Jared, please hit us with the recap. Last time on MQBD. Uh, David, you could probably take this one, actually. Uh, yeah, um... Please, please don't do this. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So we went to the spire. I'm just kidding. Then- uh, <laughs> that's right, David. There was a battle. The dead crow monks that were hanging from the tree up at the courtyard showed up, nooses and all, and attacked our heroes. It was a rough start for the quest boys. Everyone but Penn taking some big hits as they fought the undead bird ninjas high up in the air on rickety bridges. There was some falling, some stabbing. Crobin went down about once or twice, but the team pulled it together and dispatched the zombie Kanku assassins. The gang has collected the ocarina and still need the sensor and the orb for Augur Corvider. Augur Corvida. They also just got the sigh, which is like Raphael. Uh, we just got the sigh, um, but still need the destinescence and to find Dahlia to go deeper into the spire. Will the boys figure out the key to Penn's fate and solve the mysteries of the spire of violent destinies? Find out now. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Jared. You're so welcome, Jamie. We rejoin our party as they catch their breath. Now arrived at the bottom of the monk's spire. Inspire uh, of violent destinies. Uh, who were the? Who were, who were oh, those guys? I don't know, but they beat me up. I believe they were hanging from the tree earlier, and perhaps they came back to life to enact some sort of weird protection against. I don't know. Do you think they'll be back? Not after we dealt with them. <laughs> but if they were already dead and then they came back, well, why won't they come back again? Let them come back, Rondry. Once you come back from the dead once like I have, you're not really scared of things like that. Yeah, but those things hurt me real bad and they got crumbled real bad. <laughs> uh, I will look at your wounds and... Like, I see, like, some of the cuts, and I put my hand on you and grow a rose out of you, and you get five health back. Ooh, oh, my God. Thank you so much, sir. No, he, he was talking to me. Oh. And then I turn around and do the same to Rondry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hurt, Galavan? I am, but 
I've got this. Thank you. I'll oh, cast cure cure oh. wounds on myself. And then I look down at myself and see how nice. fucked up I am. So I'm like, oh yes. And I do it to myself. Give myself some help. Yes, white roses and moonlight all around. Chamber is briefly whoom, lit with white light all over. Pen is holding Pete the duck, and she looks up at you guys and she goes, Yeah, I, I, I those things weren't right. They I think those were undead or something. Oh creepy. Yes, indeed. Well, I think we have this dagger now. We do. Oh, and I can I actually dagger. put my hand on um, Igor's shoulder and talk to him? Ah, like, what? Igor. He like, shudders away from you. What? 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 It's okay that you were afraid during that battle. I'm I... accustomed to fear myself. Um, And if you ever need to talk about it, I'm here for you. He looks up at you very uncomfortable, clearly not uh, accustomed to anything like this. And he just goes, not afraid, not, af- not afraid. And he uh, kind of hobbles away. I look at the others so, and I'm like, he's in denial, huh? Remember when I was in denial? <laughs> yeah, you're not scared anymore, right, Whiskers? Not of anything. Bro, <laughs> I am always scared. I think it keeps me alive. Oh. Huh. I mean, not always, but I, if there are undead monk bird people, yes, I was very scared of them. I mean, almost too. Fear is a double-edged sword. Uh, it, it, it can be useful in certain situations, but in, in the far vast majority of situations, human beings uh, or, 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 or species have a tendency to uh, start thinking about uh, things that aren't realistic and have these... Uh, what are so called are we going to go to another spire? Or what's the deal? <laughs> uh, sorry, sir. Um, yeah, so, uh, we haven't uh, go- g- gotten to the top of this one, have we? Uh, no, this is this is the monk's tower where we came from, but it does feel like it's been a long time since we've. I don't know that that fight seemed to take a really long time. Can, what what are we doing here again? Like, what do we need to um to do here? Well, well like pen. Yeah. <laughs> go go oh, ahead. You know me. No, no, no. You take it, Gallivan. I said it during the recap. Ben, oh. I thought, thought you were, were the one who's supposed, supposed to always know what we're doing. Yeah, it's kind no, of... I mean, usually I do, and I know why we're here, but like now, since we've gotten here, like my head's all a jumble. Well, I do believe we were sent by Aga Corvida to find the ocarina, an orb, and a sensor. And Relics have... of the Spire, yeah. Yes, and we have one, so we are looking for the others, and there is some lore we have learned, I think, about this place. That yeah, I don't don't think we'll be able to g- 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 finish the quest until we unravel the m- m- mysteries of this p- p- place, which include s- 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 un- uncovering the fate of m- Morrigan and j- 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 Joa. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you guys have to see Noah's face right now. <laughs> He's just so yeah. proud of himself or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but he was just smiling dead into the camera. Uh, <laughs> it's just been yeah. so long since I've done this Crobin shit. 
Yeah. Feels wait, crazy. Wait, so this is this is me, Jamie, obviously. Uh hey, why Jamie. I thought hi guys, nice to see you. Um just poking my head out from Penn for a quick sec to ask, uh, I thought you were Chevin. Did you go back to Crobin? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That you happened during the battle okay. uh, the initial battle with the you uh, right. black lamb That's or whatever. Right. Goat. And what? I yeah. 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 Got it. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Um, so now Penn will, as you guys say that, Penn's kind of scratching it. She's like, right, to uncover the mystery of Morgan and, and Joa. And, and how, what do we need to do to do that? Well, I have this dagger and we have to go to it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for everything, guys. We have to code it in the quintessence? The evanescence? The distinescence. And stab it into the base of the twisted tree. That's about some of it. Why did we come to the monk's tower again? That's where we are right now. We needed the sigh, right? The silver sigh? Yes, we got the dagger, dagger, and now there's one tower we haven't explored yet. That's the one we need to go to next. Yes, we need to find the grove. This is where Dahlia is supposed to be located, and yes, maybe it is in the third tower. I do not know. Yeah, so we head that way. As you leave, uh, you take the lift with the crow's head down to the base passing the tapestries once more and head to the inner courtyard of the Spires of Violent Destiny. Um, And you get back to the tree, the twisted tree in the center, and you can see that the, sure enough, there are just sliced bits of rope hanging from the tree branches where once those crow-headed monks uh, hung. Can I look at the uh, ropes and see if they were cut? Hung. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, I mean, as you get closer to it, because you have to, the three, there are like three flagstone paths that kind of lead to the center, and then there's like a little flagstone circle around the tree that it's kind of busted through a little bit. Um, as you head to the circle to then get to the path you need to get to, you can see, yeah, these things are sliced clean through. Uh, some of them a little more cleanly than others. Be on your guard, boys, this. Someone else with us here. So you all head towards the third spire. You see as you approach it that this spire is large and has a, a large opening. Uh, no doors, just a large uh, archway leading to it. But above this archway are the words, Sacrificial Grove. Well, here we are. Wow, this is such a large archway. Sure is. And as you pass under it, you see that this ho- this spire, as you uh, can see from the inside now, it's hollow all the way up to its peak, open to the sky, and seems to be much bigger on the inside, giving the impression of being outside amongst low, grassy hills, long in need of a watering, with thick, bone-white trees dotting the hilltops. The rocky walls encircling the hillscape are covered in vines clinging even in death. Unlike the other spires, the ground here is dry, dead soil, 
and there is a long, crooked flagstone path that leads straight back and ascends up a hill to what looks like a circle of large standing stones. So it looks like, just to clarify, uh, that the this inside this spire carries on for hundreds of feet, just rolling hills of inside grass and the spire, ash white trees. Yeah, inside the spire, like it's magically enchanted to be bigger on the inside. Harry Potter tent style. Mm. I'll uh, take out the gavel and uh, take a few steps in. All right, you do. The the earth crunches beneath your feet. The dry, dead soil. Uh, sir, uh, uh, just because I don't want the dead coming uh, anywhere near us again, is is that something to, can you, you said you've died before. Do you think you might be able to see the dead? Let me give it a shot. Good idea, my dear. We we all saw them. But, like, before they show up. I don't know what he's talking about, but I will pray to Rodane for a second. Let's see if I can get some clarity on this. And I will use... I put my hands to the ground, I get on my knees, and I kind of just, like, focus and start thinking about Rodane and how awesome she is and shit. And I (laughs) put my hands on the ground, and I use Channel Divinity. Cool. This is your... Can you explain what that might mean to... Of course I can, Jamie. Divine Sense. As an action, I sense Celestials, Fiends, Undead, Consecrated, Desecrated within 60 feet. Until the end of my next turn, I sense the type, location, if it is not behind, total cover. Does that last uh, for a long time, or is it a momentary thing? A momentary thing? It says until the end of my next turn, so I guess it's a six-second situation. Ah, okay, cool. You reach out your Divine Feelers, uh, but do not receive any pings back coast is clear thank you sir so there is a crooked flagstone path that kind of leads up up and down a few hills and then goes up one large hill towards the back uh near the circle of standing stones and there are also uh these bone white trees kind of dotting the hilltops uh to the left and right of this path well shall we we shall yeah i'm gonna get out my fiddle and start playing because it feels like it's right cool can I go back and say that when uh, I'm praying to Rodane, what I hear in my head is, you are perfect, Whiskers. That's what Aww. I hear, and that's what yeah. that's why I'm like, oh yeah, close is clear. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Yay! So this is a pretty open space, is that right? Oh yeah, very open. It's like you're, it's like you're outside, almost. Alright, so um, Crobin's going to take out his crossbow as he walks. And he's going to like, sort of like I don't know what it's called when you maneuver so you can see around a corner, like with the trees. When we get up close to the trees, oh, take uh, slice I don't want to be. Sur- Say again. Slicing the pie. Yeah, I'm slicing the pie, dude. Big time. You're <laughs> gleaming the cube. I'm slicing the pie. I, I want to make sure that nothing behind the tree is going to pop out when I get close. So I'm going to for like, sure. You know what I'm saying? Cover. I, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I mean. I- I, along with everyone else at home, knows exactly what slicing the pie means, um, in a figurative <laughs> sense, of course. Now they do. Um, no, if you a, didn't, well, now you Take know. Can we be an uh, educational podcast now? I always assumed we kind of were. Oh yeah. Um, what not like to how, do? <laughs> it, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Um, so actually, you actually have no need to slice the pie necessarily, um, because the trees are about. The closest tree to this path that carries on towards the back, the back, is about 
30, 40 feet away from the path itself. The trees are kind of each all spaced about 30 feet apart from each other. And none of them are so close to the path that you feel like there could be somebody uh, looming behind one, um, wishing to mean you do mean things to you. All right. Well, then. You can still have your crossbow out, though. Yeah, like, still, that makes sense. I mean, I'm still slicing pies. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. You got to slice pies. I got a sweet tooth. You know what I'm saying? For pie. <laughs> Not Crobin, but Noah. By the way, I learned that from a, a high school friend of mine who was in the military. Cool story. That's pretty cool. I <laughs> That's the term. Who I play D&D with, though. Who I play D&D with, and he, is, he uh, always uses that to talk about going around corners. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. Cool, dude. You ever say <laughs> snafu? You ever say that? Snafu? <laughs> I think that's more like nom. Jesus that's a thing. Christ. You ever say foobar? That's what yeah, this that's podcast is. Oh, man, that's foobar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I'll tell the group. I'll be like, let's fan out. And I'll make some hand motions, some, some cool military hand motions. And then, do you want me uh, to slice the pie, sir? I'm not sure what that is, but just what be on your guard. Pie? Uh, do, does somebody have pie, and then I'll tell you about it because I'm really hungry right now. And I'll start walking forward and trying to look for something. I guess. Cool. Are you on the right. path? Or are you just heading towards the trees in the distance? Or I said fan out. So yeah, I'll go to the left. I'll go off to the left. I'll keep cool. going down the path straight. <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm gonna go up ahead. I'm gonna go up to those trees and try to slice the pie from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm the pie, and you're getting sliced. What kind of pie? So, sorry. <laughs> is going left. Crobin is going right. Galvin's going down the middle. Where is Rondry Wilner Swimfin's going? Um, I think Rondry's gonna look around as everybody's walking away, and he's gonna start walking towards a tree, thinking it's whiskers. Because um, I still can't see very well. Nice. Oh. <laughs> and nice. I'm just gonna just start explaining weird, random tactics uh, <laughs> Wikipedia articles. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, dude. Oh, can I roll a stealth check for my slicing my pie? Slicing? Absolutely. Anybody who would like to slice off a hot slice of stealth check yeah. pie, please roll it. Do it. I got a oh seventeen. <sighs> 17, nice. 23 from your homie. 23 from my homie, wow. I got a 14 for my performance check. Oh, nice. <laughs> Roundry, you good? Um, yeah, I'm going to just keep talking. I'm not really stealthing. And once Excellent. they start to hear that the music's going a certain way, I'm going to turn around and start following Gallivan. Got it. Very cool. Cool. So he's just heading straight down the path. So you will be finding your way over in his direction. Uh, Galvin, what kind of song are you playing? What's the what's the vibe? Um, what Spotify playlist is it off? Yeah, it's <laughs> off the uh, it's off the Moonlight uh, Ride, Moonlight Trot, like Ooh. you're riding a horse um, through, you know, some place kind of mystical. Yeah, jaunty and yet mysterious. Uh, mystical. That's cool. Yeah. I, almost, I tried to say mysterious. Jaunty, mystical, and mysterious. Mysterical. Cool. Yeah, you're playing. It It sounds, uh, it fits with this, and it uh, it's, sounds pretty damn good. And it's good enough that Rondri is, you, you see Rondri heading over in your direction, and you're like, yeah, he wants to be with me because of my music. <laughs> That's right. Uh, cool. So, Whiskers, you are, you are going off the beaten path, as it were, and you approach one of these ashen white trees, twisted and dead, 
and you see that it has uh, dark, dry stains um, down the front of the trunk. And there are bits of strong rope tied off around the branches and near the base. And there seem to be some sort of metal implements jutting from natural hollows in the trunk. If you would like to investigate any of these things. I would. I rolled really well. Hey, investigation. Oh, I didn't even need you to roll, but uh, I just meant if you wanted a further, uh, closer look at any of these things. Okay, now roll an investigation check. Yeah, yeah, now roll (laughs) with disadvantage now. Yeah. (laughs) Now, what did you want to look at? The tree, or whatever, all of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, The tree. uh, You check out the ropes, the the bindings, as you can tell as you look them closer. These uh, bindings are at about wrist and ankle height, and there's about two, one on the for each, one on each side. Uh, the tools sticking out of the tree hollows, they seem to be some kind of uh, tools, possibly for some kind of surgery or something. Uh, there's like a brazier um, for cleaning something off Lobotomy. Uh, that's like rusted. Uh, there's tongs. There's uh, all sorts of things like that. Um, and, then, and then below the hollow in the tree holding the tools, uh, you see kind of elaborately carved in this very, this very natural yet ornate script. Uh, it almost seems maybe even a little elvish to you, but it's written in common, and it's very, Before clearly, very. You say what it old. says. Yeah, what's up? I will say. Oh, that's right. Caw, caw, caw. And I'll start running towards the car, and I'll Great. shoot in the direction of the bird. Whoa! <laughs> Great! That's the signal. That's the signal. <laughs> we forgot to say a signal. Uh, because I can't read, uh, I will right. call them over. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you I'll call them over. I'll slice the pie my way over there. Yeah, I'm going to slice too. You guys slice all sorts of pies. Whiskers, while you're waiting for them to slice that pie, you notice uh, the roots of these trees. There are small canals carved into the roots that go down uh, the, the no. front of the trunk it's that fat. funnel the blood down to disperse it onto the ground. This is some... That are like caked with dried blood. This is some kind of torture tree, gentlemen and lady. But I can't read this, and I hold up the piece of paper or whatever that has the I snatch it from his hands. There are old words carved in a tree, so none of that can happen. I point to it. Cool. You point to it. And then, <laughs> Rondri, you read the words carved into this tree. They say, They that will be returned to the eternal wheel are truly blessed. They that shall be recycled by the mercy of the immortals. They that will grant us sight into the unknown. Let the sea of their blood and the hills of their bodies be not wasted. Oh. This must be the scene from the tapestry. And these hills, they are made of their bodies. So I suggest we tread lightly. Uh, I'm going to look through that faded brown tome, the recycler druids and... uh, Anthropomancy, and see if I can see this contraption like drawn out or anything. If there's like an index or something that I can search through it. Yeah, you you actually don't even need an index. You can just you remember there were a few hand drawn illustrations in this tome, this and a as you kind of yeah yeah it's a fold out, <laughs> it's a pinup. Uh, you unfold it from the tome, and you see uh, there are you see a, a single tree like this tree, uh, ashen white. Um, and you see uh, not a person, 
but you see a uh, a, a large cow um, that is kind of about like kind of a bit of rope uh, around its neck, just kind of leashing it to uh, not not leashed tight or anything, just leashed to the tree. And you see druids uh, holding daggers um, and bloody marks in the cow as they kind of, uh, you know, are holding their daggers up like they're stabbing the cow. Um, And the caption below it, uh, the drawing reads, uh, it's making life sacrifices to the eternal wheel to continue reincarnation. I feel like if we make a giant sacrifice here, we might reanimate the entire building. Stop. I don't think that's a great idea. It's dark, evil magic. I'm against it. Yes, I am not for sacrificing any of us or anything. But, like, it'd be cool to watch, though. Aesthetically, yes, maybe. Interesting to see. I mean, like, from, like, a scientific point of view. Science, science. It's all about faith, Rondry. Rondry, you're really creepy sometimes. Have I ever told you that? Thank you. No, I didn't mean it. Never mind. You're welcome. Uh, There's a lot of trees around here, and this place is starting to give me the willies. Can we go back to the path? I I would yeah. reckon I I would love to. Yeah, this I'll, way. I'll walk with Penn and Gallivan back to the path. Cool. And as you guys turn towards the path and start to walk, uh, you see between you and the path a glowing orb of light floating in the air. Whoa! Do I know what that is? Like, can I do roll any kind of check? You can roll an Arcana check. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, 22. You have heard tell of spirits, uh, spirits that remain clinging, that are not ghosts, uh, spirits kind of left out in the wild, possibly um, left bereft of something or with some, you know, uh, what is it? What do they say about ghosts when they have some unfinished business? Mm-hmm. Uh, spirits like, like that, who that are, do not cling in... in like their human form because so much has been taken from them that they do not have a human form to take. Uh, and they are sometimes referred to as will-o'-the-wisps and they are usually found out in nature or in the wild. Um, and, uh, you know that they are supposedly, they just look like floating globes or orbs of light. It's like a bluish white light. Do I know if they're dangerous or? Um, yes. Uh, they are known, they, they can be, they are kind of, uh, it kind of depends on the spirit, um, gotcha. but Will of the Wisps, they have been known to, uh, like, like when, when they are, when they feel like they're being threatened or encroached upon, they have been known to mislead travelers, they have also been known to lead travelers to their doom, uh, but also Will of the Wisps, uh, occasionally, you know, every once in a while they'll lead a traveler to the thing they're looking for. It's kind of very dependent on the spirit. Be on your guard. This is a will-o'-the-wisp. They are spirits, and usually they are tricky spirits. So, hats off to you, wispy thing. Okay, let's just go around this thing quietly. What's your name? As you guys start to veer to the, the side... 
um, it kind of like moves to counter you a tiny bit. And Crobin, as you say that, uh, it, it like thrums and glows a little brighter. With a... I go, is this one of your friends? I don't know. Never seen before. Do you, do you know who you are? Another single. Perhaps. No one for yes and twice for no. <laughs> I like this. I like this orb. <laughs> um, maybe hold out. Do you have those remember orbs? I am to understand Dahlia was not of this world, so it could be her. Or it could be another. That's good thinking, Morrison. I take out a few Rememorbs. As you retrieve the Rememorbs from your pack and hold them out, uh, the Will-O-Wisp glows brighter and brighter and starts to approach you. Floating through the air, hovering towards you, uh, seems with great eagerness. It's almost as it's almost quivering and, and shaking side to side. Whiskers will put his hand in front of Pen, you know, kind of protectively. Uh, but it approaches you specifically, Crobin, with the Rememorbs, and it, it glows up. a bright light. Is your name Spivels? The light goes out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Is your name Marlin Brand? Are you Nick Alaire? It almost like starts to fall to the ground and disappear entirely. Then you must be, and I put all the other uh, orbs in my pocket, and then I do a, a little contact juggling with the last orb. <laughs> yes. Then you oh, shit. Please roll an acrobatics check. Please roll an acrobatics check. Or performance. 24. Nice. Oh, yeah. It rises up from the ground suddenly and starts to slowly grow brighter and brighter and brighter, almost as if it's watching you with great intensity. Then I'm going to hold out the Rememborb of Dahlia. Also, I'm calling them Rememborbs, and I'm going to not stop doing that. (laughs) Hey, man, do what you want. Got to do you. Uh, It glows as you hold out the Rememborb of Dahlia. It glows brighter than it has, and... Room lights up such a bright light in all of your faces, and then immediately oh. darts back the way it came, zipping left and right, zigzagging across the path. Follow that spirit. Let's go. I follow it, but I follow it. But you oh, know, still slicing pies. I'll follow yeah. Crobin. Excellent. You all way. give chase. You all give chase and slice mega pies. Yeah, yeah, you do, man. You do, and it, it's its like, it leads you on a little zigzag through, uh, across the flagstone path to the other side, the right side, and it takes you past some trees, and it takes you to a tree, maybe like five or six trees, well off the beaten path, pretty far out there, but it brings you over to this tree. You haven't lost sight of the path or anything, but it takes you to this one ashen tree that looks just like all the other ashen trees, a little ways away. And it, it like comes around the side of the tree 
uh, like the farthest from you. So you're, you kind of circle the tree and you see it uh, just kind of hovering in front of this tree, bobbing gently up and down like a, like a bottle in the water. And uh, kind of, it kind of glows near the tree. I'll try and put the memborb into the will of the wisp. Yeah, will of the wisp, will o wisp, either one. Will o wisp. Uh, yeah, as you hold out the memorb to the will o wisp, it kind of gravitates towards it, and then you feel a uh, a pull, a magnetic pull, as the memorb is yeah, yeah, sucked yeah. out of your hand into the will o wisp, and it just dissipates with a blinding flash. And by the time you guys, uh, the, by the time the light fades, uh, you see that glimmering into existence. Uh, the, the light takes the form of a young woman, very, very faint, very translucent, a young woman standing up proud and tall with spiky black hair and a, and a pierced eyebrow, a pierced piece of metal through her eyebrow. And she gestures to the tree, uh, to, the, to the base of the tree, and she kind of points down at it and gestures to it. And then she looks up at you all with, with kind yet like eyes full of sorrow. And she opens her mouth to speak and you hear her say, Find the sleepwalker, the Haruspex Joa, my old friend. Make him remember what once was or else, and then she holds up her fist like in a threatening way at you guys. Ah. Just, just kidding, just kidding. I've, and then I'm gonna I've take never, a photo. On... I, I, oh, okay, come on. I've never been a ghost before. I just, I was just wondering what it's gonna be like. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm disappearing. <laughs> and as she does that, she dissipates as she uh, fades out on disappearing. And uh, you hear a, as the final bits of the word kind of leave and dissipate through the air. There's a sigh of relief, a great sigh of relief. Wait, da, da, Dahlia, wait. We're spooky. We, we need your jelly. Yeah, the distance. She looked down at the bottom of the tree. Perhaps it is there. Yeah, as you guys I focus your attention at the base of the tree by the big roots, uh, you see that uh, carved into the bottom of the base of that tree. Uh, uh, about a foot above the base of the tree, there is a carving that's, that reads D plus J. And then about a foot below that, uh, on the roots, is the word up bonk, as well as... Up bonk? What's up as bonk? Well, as well as a, <laughs> a, a, a brown burlap sack, very aged. I mean, we got to pick up that sack, eh? A, indeed. I'm very curious about up bonk, but I'm going to ignore it for now. <laughs> okay. Up bonk, that's a weird word. Yes. Um, up, I who? search through my book, and do I see that word anywhere? It almost seems like code or something. Uh, you look through that book, though, which one? Which book? The, um, the, the, the Recycler Druids and Anthropomythic. Ah. Uh, you just on a quick skim, you do not happen to see it. You could do a more thorough uh, reading of the book if you had more time, but a quick skim reveals nothing. I'm gonna open that burlap sack and mm. peer into it, slicing the pie as I do. 
How <laughs> <laughs> many pieces left? Pie I feel like. Yeah, right. We had to have gone through this pie at this point. Um, yeah, you you like lift the the little flap off the top of this sack and carefully nestled, wrapped in in heavy heavy blankets that you have to like peel back. Uh, you see three bottles full of a blue mercurial, bluish silverish mercurial substance that seems to glow slightly. Jelly. Evanescence. Wake me up inside. That's what Dahlia wants us to do to Joa. Wake him up inside. Destinescence. Nice. Well, I was we listening have... to a lot of Evanescence when I wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all though? <laughs> yeah. So we know. Sponsored. Oh, by... We're always listening. Yeah, we're always listening to Evanescence. <laughs> um, we know where the tree that was mentioned in the recording is right. So we have all the pieces, and Dahlia wants us to go get. Dahlia, Dahlia wants you to go find the Horuspex Joa. Absolutely. Um. Yes. And we are pretty G- sure that he's underneath that tree. Yes. I didn't want to say it. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, they're in some sort of altar or something. We've got it. Up bonk is a very strange word, I would say. Are you the... Is this the duck? That is Pete the duck. <laughs> yes. I, uh-huh. I, I, I tried reading it backwards and it's knob poo, but that doesn't make any sense. Knob Perhaps poo. it is mixed up. How crude. I think I went to justice school with a knob poo. Now, now I gotta have that Crowley character. Crowley <laughs> muttering up bonk to himself. He, like, he's heard it before. You know, he's trying to piece, like, pick it out of his memory. And as you do that, um, Penn is holding Pete the duck, and she kind of whirls around, and she's like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And Pete's like, what, what is he saying over there? What are you saying? Up bonk. And then Pete seems taken, overtaken with a trance and opens his bill and sound oh, starts to pour from Pete's mouth. The word. word. Wait a second. Did awesome. we know that? We knew that he had a code word. Yeah. You knew, secret, you know that secret code words can be used to uh, and have been used to record secrets within Pete the Duck. All right. Well, let's ah, hear what Pete the Duck cool. says. Yeah. Penn goes, oh, my, oh my God. And shh, 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 everybody, everybody. And then Pete opens his mouth, and he the sound that emerges is as follows. Oh, that I could just blow these pestering monks off the cliffside. It would be so much easier than convincing those thick-headed druids that Vale wills it every time I need one to disappear. It's, it's Joa's friend this time. That damn Dahlia. She always was a strong-willed girl. After all, she was one of the last that we turned with the old ways, before I hid away the orb, and I was finally able to make some real progress with those new and improved birds of prelude. (laughs) But my sweet Joa, or Joa Elon, as Extractor Piero calls him, an elven term of endearment, he says, I say blech. Anyway, my little Joa is starting to ask questions now, where he need not now. Too much time with Dahlia, I wager. I shall remedy that, of course. 
I do wish my revered ladies, the candle keepers, would tell me why Joa is necessary for their machinations. What role will he play in all this? Not that I question the ways of my most glorious ladies, as they are no doubt beyond my mortal comprehension, but my poor little blackbird's dreams are and always have been, sadly, without any prescient merit whatsoever. My poor, sweet little Joa. Oh, the other spire, those fools over at Whispering Winds claimed they saw great potential in him. Which of course he has, he's my son, but I would rather eat my orb than trust those pussyfooters with him. Prophesizing by wind and, and birds and cloud movement patterns. <laughs> what poppycock. <sighs> Indeed, it, it does call to mind the mantra of my most honored lady fates. What good is seeing the future if you have no power to change it? But soon my ladies will have just such power. Their plan will be fulfilled, and they at long last will be free of the horrible, menial suffering their mother made for them. And I will be right beside them. I, Morrigan, the thrice-sworn, the arch-extractor. The one who made the fate's glorious vision come to pass. That after centuries of following the most elusive, unhelpful breadcrumbs found in the memories of those simpleton peasants, and then having to kill the interlopers, we are so close. They say just a few drops more of destinescence from the grove, and the final phase can begin. I will present the three bottles to them, and they will be so pleased with their most devoted servant, and make me one of them. Yes, together we will topple their tyrannical mother and send this world spiraling into a destiny of our own design. Of my own design. A better world for us all. For me. For my sweet, sweet Joa. To the darkest pits of the underworld with you, Vale. The time is soon up. So, Morgum's a complete psychopath. Croman's well, nodding vigorously. Her, her oh, wow. motivations are understandable. Power. So, Gelvin's a huge psychopath. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was just sorry. I, I didn't mean Morgan. I mean the birds. The three that she is helping. Oh, yeah, that seems like they're being kind of taken advantage of almost. Yes. Poor guys. She said tyrannical Can't mother. keepers. Yes. That's right. Well, I but say... Oh, sorry. Still, it's evil. <laughs> Indubitably. And you know what we do with evil. And I take out the gavel. To the fucking tree. To the tree. Well, one thing, one other thing. And I freeze. I'm like in the motion of running. <laughs> in the recording, they said that once we stab the tree into the, the stab the uh, silvered sigh into the tree we should leave the spire to its f f final fate but we're still missing two relics oh that's true also how do we get out of here oh that's really true truly scary can't we fly back do you not did we not figure out didn't we figure out that we could fly like jump off the top thing and mm -hmm. 
it takes us back. Uh, you guys also cleared the rubble in front yeah, of the, we can get out the whiskers door. Oh, so actually, right. the front door is, it's just, you have to, it's just a perilous way back, I guess. I have a question for you, Jamie. Is there one yeah, other place answer. we haven't been yet? It's up, um, up the, top, above the bridge place, right? There's a door that we didn't go into. Uh, actually, the, in the so there tower? is, there is a maze in the monk's tower, and there is also uh, a hill leading up to um, the, the, the hill in this spire that you are currently in uh, the path leads up the hill to a set of standing stones oh we gotta go yeah to the standing i want to yeah, yeah i want to check those yeah. out for sure I, I don't know how i forgot about check those, out the standing, standing, stones. standing stones and then we go to the tree that sounds good to me yeah and maybe we have to we'll, finish that fucking maze the maze <laughs> fuck me yeah i thought we hadn't finished yeah i knew there was hour. something else yeah all right all right, standing stones. Oh, by the way, up bonk is a shout out to a very special fan who tipped us on our Ko-Fi. Uh, oh, uh, that's uh, how I knew it. Nice. I knew I'd heard yep. it before. Yep. My brain was dying. And and wrote us a review on uh, you know iTunes or yeah. Wow, a on great iTunes. use of that. That was good. Thank I you, like that. thank you. The I love word. this fan with all of my heart. Can we Carries move me. forward towards the standing stones like in a like a circle? You know, like yeah. On our yeah, like sneak yeah. up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like, like, like fanning out and kind of semi-circling up to it. Yeah. We're gonna slice yeah, the pie. It. We're slicing mm. pie hard. That's weird. I've never heard that expression before. Um, <laughs> I'll just. Oh, on. also, has it been an hour <laughs> yeah. or so of like light activity? Would you say? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'd say it's been. Let's. I'll be generous and say it's been thirty minutes. Thanks for being generous. Anytime. Thanks for being generous and giving us nothing. <laughs> You're halfway there, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I really honestly feel like it's been probably more like 15, but you know what? I'll double that and give you 30. God, wow, thanks. God, I love you. So you guys uh, semi-circly slice the pie towards this <laughs> standing stone. Do you you, you uh, encroach up this hill, and you see as you uh, breach the top of this hill, there is a stone circle... Uh, full of many stones, very similar to, uh, you know, a henge uh, by the name of Stonehenge, which, funnily <laughs> enough, is not technically a henge, but it is about what a... What is a henge? What is a henge? Uh, a henge... Well, actually, a henge, a, a henge is... <laughs> I don't know. I, Rondry tells you what happened. Yeah, Rondry never knows. He just starts those sentences and doesn't finish them. And hopes someone cuts him off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Even he doesn't want to finish them. Amazing. So you guys get to this... Uh, this the stone circle, these tall stones, maybe about 10 to 15 feet tall. Some are standing sideways, some of them are straight up, some of them form a little, you know, a little uh, archway. Uh, but they are all surrounding a three foot tall, 10 foot wide square stone altar. And along the sides of the altar are embossed images, as well as more of those sloped canals that lead from the surface of the altar down to the ground. And you can see one of the standing stones on the far end looks like it's been tipped over. Uh, and you can only tell this because it breaks the circle, kind of. And there's a little, like, indenture where it had stood, presumably, for a very long time. So you guys get closer and you kind of enter through in between the, the stones of this um, this stone circle. The henge, maybe. Uh, the raised stone platform is stained with dried blood so deep uh, on the surface that the stone seems to have taken it in as a permanent part of its identity. Blackened ashen rem- remnants it's of skeletons. Terrible lay in heaps along the stone surface, 
A glint of tarnished black metal protrudes from one of these piles. And uh, carved canals offer funnels from the, the top of the, you know, the, the flat table surface of it down to the ground. This is like the adult version of that sacrificial tree. It's like a big sacrifice thing. And I look it up in the book. Yep, and sure enough, a few pages past the one with the tree is, this seems to be for uh, larger sacrifices. Uh, this um, one's a lot like the other one, except it is for larger ones. That is correct, sir. Larger and than a seems- cow? Oh yes, my and God. it seems like even, it seems like uh, not just larger sacrifices, but also uh, the druids would use this stone circle to perform rituals of uh, other nature. Um, and sure enough, Crobin, as you examine the images carved along the side, there are you see hieroglyphic-like images showing robed figures dancing around the circle of stones under moonlight that match exactly the images in Rodri's book. Uh, and these robed figures are bringing down daggers on livestock and even really like big creatures that look like too big to be, like way bigger than the robed figures that look like they might be ogres or giants. Uh, and then Shit. in more recent images, showing them doing the same with uh, human-sized figures. I look around. Do I see a black goat anywhere? Roll a perception check. With disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. I got a, oh. a nine, I think. You don't see a black goat anywhere. A ten, actually. Sorry. I'm gonna. Peer. He's on top of you. I'm going to peer at that um, metal. What's the metal thing sticking out? Yeah. You, you, so as you, uh, as you approach a little bit closer, you can see that sitting uh, toppled amidst ash is an ornate black sensor made of steel that vaguely resembles a bird cage. Well, I think we have found the sensor. Let's grab it and but... get the fudge out of here. Well, hold on. Hold on. Every time we've grabbed something, something terrible has happened immediately afterwards. Name one example. Uh, How about those zombie crows that just kicked our butts? Right, right. So why don't you guys go down the path a bit? I'll grab it and run after you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm okay with this, yes. Amazing. Okay, give it up. So I'll get about 40 feet away or so, and Uh I'm going to ready an action to uh, fire my crossbow at any creepy crawly that appears after he grabs the sensor. Cool. Same but thunder cannon. Cool. Same but sacred flame. Love it. 60 feet away. And Whiskers, as as they are kind of getting in position – uh, you were kind of pacing around this altar, just kind of looking at it from all sides, you know, sizing it up. You see along the side, one of the sides of this altar, is a little valve wheel kind of sticking out uh, of the side. Okay. Wait, a what? Yeah. A little, like, valve. Like, like you a might hose. have, like, a spigot. Yeah. Yeah, for a, for a hose or something. So can I grab the sensor? Without moving the As hose. your friends get into position? Yeah, I'll like hold my hand over it, like moving my fingers, you know, just getting ready to grab yeah. it. And then when they yeah. when they give me the signal, I'll grab it real quick and just start sprinting towards them. Okay. I'll wait for the signal. What's the signal? <laughs> I grab it. You grab it. And where do you run where do you run? Towards them. Towards, towards my party. Towards them. Great. You 
take off towards your party as fast as you can. And you run and you run and you run and you run. You run so fast you don't know if there's something behind you. You don't know what's going to happen. And you screech to a halt kind of on the grass next to them, panting heavily. And everyone's looking over your shoulder. But no creepy crawlies seem to have emerged from the standing circle. Odd. I did see a little, like, turny thing, but I decided not to turn it because, like, why the fuck would I do that? Wait, what do you mean by turny thingy? Like a, you know, knobby thing. Well, maybe we should Nobby has a sock. Nobby is a free elf. Oh my god. Quiet, Igor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if nothing came, then maybe I can go back and like show Rondry like tentatively. Yeah, you guys head back. You show Rondry the knob. And I'm still gonna be ready in case something happens. Yeah, me as well. To shoot any creepy crawlies that may arise. Good call. I want to go check out the stone that has fallen. Yeah, for sure. Check, investigate that. Absolutely. So, uh, Whiskers, you show Rondry the valve. We'll do that first. Uh, Rondry, you see there's a little little metal valve kind of jutting out from the side of this stone platform. I just turn it on. As you you hear the you hear a, a sound and a, a kind of clicking sound, and then the oh platform, God. the the stone table platform, uh, fire, just great gouts of fire shoot up about two feet in the air. I quickly turn it off. You turn it off, and the fire dies down immediately. Okay, and now you understand why there is blackened ash and soot all over the top of this platform. When the fire crept out, Whiskers screamed audibly. Okay. Whatever we fight anything, we bring them back to this. <laughs> this would be an elaborate setup just for the payoff of one little knob and a fire that may, they may not even go towards. How do we how do we bait them into getting on this stone? We're not platform? sacrificing anybody. That's just not going to happen. But those flames are so cool. Right. Yes. I agree. I am very impressed at this. Uh, whatever system they have has held up over the years. It is very impressive. I need one away. for my keep in the future. And Galavan, you are saying all this as you stroll over to this toppled stone. Yeah. And you see as you approach this toppled stone, uh, a tall rock laying on its side, a mossy indenture where it once stood. There appears to be words carved into the stone's broadside, as well as a skeleton seated leaning against it. And that is where we'll call it for today. Oh my Ooh. god, what, dude? Skeleton Sorry, friend. Bro. I'm glad we did that whole running thing and then went right I know, that back. Was awesome. <laughs> uh, dang, I forgot we have to stop. I know. It's a bummer. We should it does kind of suck. Uh, Once we start, forever. like we're like 20 minutes in, I'm like, I really never want to stop. Ever. I know. Ever. Ever. Let's play forever. <laughs> but, uh, I'm so that ready to awesome. find out who that skeleton belongs to. It's you, Noah. And also, I don't know why we're looking for a fight here. Yeah, let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I mean, I think we're ready for it. Experience? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we well, we might have the experience, experience. of dying if we don't no, we're avoid doing these fights. Um, thank you all for listening very much. Thank you all for hanging in there with us during these hard times. We love you all so much. And we have a special shout out for today. Mm-hmm. Our friend that we're shouting out today is Queer Pressure. Queer Pressure on Instagram completed the Tell a Two Friends Challenge Ooh, on social media. Yeah, they tell, tell a two, two friends. Friend challenge. 
Yeah, they get thanks, it. Thanks, Square Pressure. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. You are awesome. We really appreciate that. Uh, I also don't, I don't recall, but I think Queer Pressure might be the only person that we have so far who has completed the Tell It to French oh. Challenge. So top of the leaderboard, yeah. bing, bing, bing. The only one Queer on the leaderboard. <laughs> uh, the only one on the leaderboard. I don't <laughs> the leaderboard. Number, but <laughs> the entirety of the leaderboard, Queer wow. Pressure. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much. You are amazing. We really appreciate that. Um, and everyone else out there, please help us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. It really helps new podcasts uh, reach new people and more people. And we want to reach everybody in this world. So if you write us a review, we guaranteed will give you a shout out on this podcast. Please write a review. Please tell a friend. Uh, and if you if you write a review, we might name a character in the world after you, like our good bud, Upbonk. And Spivels and Marlon Brand and all those other fun folk. Um, so please, please help us out and spread the good word um, about Jesus Christ. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah, I hate to interrupt your flow, <laughs> but can you, yeah, no, no, it's okay. Can you refresh how we, how one would complete the two friends, tell the two friends challenge? Oh, absolutely. I would love to know. It's been a while, so I'd love to shake off the dust. You know, go on social media. Tag two friends on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, your, your preferred social media, and, you know, say something nice about our podcast. Tag two friends who you think would like it. Two nerdy friends, two D&D friends, two non-nerdy friends who are maybe nerd curious, who knows, or whatever, you know? Like you know what? Story? If you're not a yeah. if you're not a social media person like I am, just tell two friends in real life and then just Absolutely. message us that you did it and we'll fucking take you at your word. We will. We will. Because we trust you and we love you. And if you're listening, like if you've listened this far, you're already are amazing in our books. So yeah, we'll take you to your word. Also, if you're lying to a podcast of a bunch of nerds that you told to. You deserve it. You deserve it. You you clearly (laughs) need it more than we do. (laughs) Exactly. So we will give it to you because you need a win, buddy. You need a win. (laughs) And we're here for you. We're here to give you that win. Uh, ready to give me that W. And speaking of W's, another letter is K. What does K stand for? <laughs> Andrew W. Kofi. No, it does not stand for Andrew W. K. It's our Kofi. Guys, we have a tip jar um, that you can find in the description for this episode or on any of our social media pe- pages. If you love this podcast so much and you want it to continue, please hit up our Kofi, ko-fi.com slash mqbd. Hit us up with any amount of money you feel like we've earned. Six hundred dollars. Thank you so much. If it's six hundred dollars, you're that'd not be cool. t- you're not allowed to take money from us. Yeah, please. T- yeah, that's true. There is an option on the page to take money from the MQBD Wait, fund. Really? Please don't press that. Please don't press that button. Please, 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 we need that money. Uh, no, there is not that. There is no such button. Oh, sorry. Sorry, David. David was about to go rob us of all our money. It's gonna be a 20th century robber baron. Thank you, Eric DeLong, for writing the music. Thank you, Sarah Paul, for editing. Uh, Guys, the question of the week, I want to know if you're on social media and you're interacting with us right now. My question of the week is, what do you think Tam Botcher's up to right now? I want to know. I want to know weird fan theories. The weirder the better, baby. Hit us up at MQBD, or use our hashtag MQBD. Hit us up at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week to find out what the deal is with this spooky, spooky, scary skeleton and to find out what lies beneath. 
beneath the spires of violent tree. destiny and the tree of well, it's an it's unnamed tree. tree, but it's a it's an evil <laughs> tree. <laughs> Twisted tree. Goodbye, everybody. Ta ta. Thank you. One, two, three. One, two. I took my headphones out. I couldn't sing and listen at the same time. That was better than before, though. Was it? I think we were just all super confident in being wrong. We'll find out.